Hey guys, welcome to What's In Your Podcast. I'm Haas. I'm Hyper. And this week's episode, we're going to talk about uh, ASMR videos. All the wonderful things you want and more. I don't ASMR. like the fact that they whisper, but whatever. We'll get into that. Do you like the whisper? No. Do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll talk about uh, FBI hacking into your data now with uh, these uh, DNA testing sites and Facebook and Apple giving away your your data. Let's see how how you feel about that. Yeah, so, do you do you like the idea of your teenagers selling themselves for data? It's just weird that these companies know more about your kid than you do at some point. That's just that's a little weird. Yeah. And then we're gonna also talk about yes, can we survive without technology? And then in the event of that cataclysmic f- failure of some kind of EMP and technology's gone, do you think you could make it? I don't know. So we'll find out on this week's episode. But before we do, we'd like to give a shout out to our sponsors. Absolutely. What's up, man? Doing good. Sorry I'm chewing at the moment. What are you eating? <laughs> I'm eating like a, an oatmeal cookie. This thing is fantastic. It's actually That's somewhat... like the is that the healthier option for cookies? Yeah, it's it was I was about to say it's definitely more diet friendly, but Is it um, really though? How much sugar? Oh I imagine it has okay. too right. much sugar Let's in see. it, yeah. And a shout out to the original. <laughs> Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Anywho. I can hear that fizzing. Can you really? Yeah, that's crazy. There it is. I can't nice, hear it. Nice fizzing here. It's really fizzy. Who is fizzy? Some AS, ASMR stuff going on. You know, that's one thing I've always wondered about. What? Is is people's connection to sounds. Like um, ASMR. It's like really big right now on Twitch. Right. Even and, on YouTube, I've seen it. And I'm not saying that it's always the girls doing it. But I mean, you'll get you'll get people that are that are doing the whispers, and they whisper like right in your ear, and it's 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 very different. Is it because the uh, <laughs> bro, my eardrums? Is it because the microphones are more sensitive? Because it's I seen it's a different type of mic. Like it has like a left mic and a right mic. Yeah, they actually have a model that has ears, so that you if you're wearing headphones, it's perceiving the audio exactly the way your ears would. That's a little creepy. It is. Um, I remember a long time ago when Monsters, Inc. came out. Um, John Goodman and uh, what was his name? The guy that played the monster with the one eye. Yeah. You know um, what I'm talking about. What's I know. his name? Um, the guy that did uh, City Slickers. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, it's not Martin Short. Oh, no, no, no. It's no. not Patrick Swayze. <laughs> no, no, it's not Patrick Swayze. God, no. Will Ferrell. No? No. He's uh, short. Ben Affleck. Am You're I just close? naming actors. No, I'm, I'm, now. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to. Oh, I know. Hold on. No, no, no. Don't look it up. Hold on. We got it. We got it. Not Billy Idol. Billy Crystal. They, see, I'm told you, man. Billy Crystal. See, that's it. Just, is it. This is okay. Process of elimination. That's here. right. Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal and John Goodman. Right. They had that microphone and they were testing it out. Really? And 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 literally, they'd be like, they'd lean over and they're like, okay, we're, we're now we're now talking into your left ear. And then it would go over and be like, and now we're talking in your right ear. Well, my 10s Max does that. It, you can record in stereo. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It, it is pretty cool. But 
but going back to what we originally brought it up, what is the what is the appeal for ASMR? Because um, some people said that when they hear certain frequencies, it's like you know how sometimes your back itches and you cannot reach it. Yeah, God never has a sense of humor because there's then, that it, one spot you can't yes, reach. Yes, but yeah. when you finally get it, it's just like, oh, it's been so long since I've been able to scratch my back right there. And but see, I've tried to get into ASMR videos, and they're just because, they seem a little creepy. Yeah, because it doesn't appeal to everybody. It's it's a thing know. that people have like a in 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 uh, an inner trigger for. Is it like pe- different style of music that people like? Is that what it is? It's not like a music thing. But it's more like a entertainment thing, or more like a I like think a it's calming. A, I think it's a sensory trigger of some kind. Like I like to have my back scratched. Yes, and that's a tactile interaction with the outside world, and and it like releases endorphins. Like so you're if telling you get me a good back scratch, you're like, oh, it feels so good. So you're telling me that this is one of those things. It so could people be, yeah. just like to hear sounds because it's yes. like you know they're talking in their ear, they're all whispery, mm-hmm. and they're all like sexy voice. Right, and then, but then all you, of a sudden they start like popping bubble wrap yes. and crunching, and they're eating chips or they're yeah. like rubbing something. And it's just, did you do you see the one where they're like, um, they're like cutting something and it's making that specific sound? Yeah, a very notable, and they're like, oh, it's such a satisfying sound. Like I tried doing it one night when I couldn't sleep. I put one on. And I couldn't get over the fact that she was whispering. I was like, okay, that's annoying because yeah. I'm trying to go to sleep and you're whispering the whole time. <laughs> then I tried another one where it was just different sounds and then my mind would focus on, okay, what sound is she, what, what is she doing to make that sound? And then I would wake up and look and it's like, okay, this is yes. not working for me. Yes. Now, now, like some people would be going for like this, this is like my beard sound. Right. And and some people are like, the, it's the sound, it's the specific type of sound that I don't know. I don't want to say that it's sexual. I don't think it's sexual. No, I no. Okay. But it's yeah. it's got some kind of inner trigger that triggers this tickle. Like, oh, that's kind of neat, you right? Know? And so they it, it causes them to listen more and more. So it's kind of like with me. Like, if I need to go to sleep, I watch Doctor Pimple Popper. She's got that voice. No, I don't think it's the voice. I think it's the visual aspect of her popping zits or taking out a. You know, yeah. a lipoma from somebody that calms me. <laughs> Seriously, I don't know what it is about, like, people taking out, like, um, like when you get a splinter uh-huh. and they take out these long splinters or these ingrown hairs. Uh-huh. I don't know what it is, but that stuff, my wife, it freaks my wife out. Right. She goes, that's disgusting. I'm like, I enjoy it. it it's like an what, inner satisfaction. It is because it's like she's doing something. It's like, you know, those those satisfaction, those videos where, like, people pressure washing. or Yeah, yeah. Or like machines doing something and it's just like repetitive, but it's like really it's smooth. Like perfect, yeah. But I like stuff like that. That yeah. stuff puts me to sleep. So I I can see that. Well, and it's also it's also this idea of it's something that is mentally soothing in right. a way. Um, the other thing I think that if I were to get in, it's more of a visual ASMR. I don't know if there's a visual in comparison to it's an called audio. movies. Well, that's true, but it's the one where they cut the the soap in like square grids and then they cut it long ways and it comes off like as they cut it they come off in these square checks i've never seen that it's it's one thing that after you watch it you're like oh that's that's kind of different speaking of sound though did you hear about that woman in in 
in China. She woke up one day and she couldn't hear her husband. Uh Uh-oh. But she can hear everyone else. So when they went to the hospital, she can hear the doctor. Then the nurse came in and she couldn't hear the nurse. So was it a tone? Yes. So you know how like in Chinese uh, dialect, they speak in tones? Yes. So you can say the same sound in three different tones and it means three different things. Right. So for some reason, her brain was not processing the low tones of certain words and frequencies. So most men tend to talk with a deeper voice. Right. She wasn't able to hear those. Wow. Like just a mute button. Just And it happened out of nowhere. That's That's crazy. I was blown away by that story. I'll have to find it because I, I want to know what the, what the follow-up was, but that was pretty interesting. But it's, yeah, it's that fascination of, of things that, how the human body works, the triggers like with the ASMR, the, the triggers that it has for that. And then like you say, her like automatic getting this internal mute button. How does that happen? Yeah. Why does it happen? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. It's pretty crazy stuff, man. But you know, it's, it's kind of like listening to music. You brought that up. Right. And, you know, like when I first heard dubstep, I was like, wow, that is really extremely different. It's but then different. I was like, it's it's different, but it's a it's it's a pleasing mathematical structure different because the way they violently changed the audio around, it was still in a proper rhythm, but just in an unexpected way. And I think there was, it was like that a- ASMR type thing. It's like, that's good in a whole different kind of way. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely dig some EDM. Yeah. You know, oh, I, yeah. I used to be into techno back in the day. Oh, yeah. Axel F, man. Yeah, man. Axel F. Yeah. That was but, like um, one of the precursors. <laughs> but, uh, and then like it kind of died off. And I was in Southern California at the time. So it was, it was really big, you know, especially with, you know, the movies that were coming out like Fast and Furious again, you know, that, that came out and that was. That was big. Yeah. And then it just kind of died off for a while. Like, it wasn't very big. And all of a sudden, Dubstep came into the picture. And it just, like, it just changed the game. Like, the EDM game, it just changed dramatically. Yeah. Yeah. Or dramatically. Not dramatically. (laughs) I don't think that's even a word. So, it changed the game dramatically. Your brain did an internal Dubstep to what you were saying. But, yeah, I mean, it it changed the game dramatically. It really did. Because... I think it got more popular. It got, and I and I, and I know that EDM has been around for a long time, and then I know in other countries it's huge. But at least for me, it changed. I mean, I got into a lot of, a lot of the newer artists that are out now, and I, I listen to it more. Yeah, and it's like I said, it, it's changing. You know. Well, I like how now it's not just one extreme. There's right. like subtle, and then there's moderate, and then there's somewhat extreme, and then there's just stuff that's all over the place. But yeah. I have to say that I am drawn towards kind of the middle. I like something that has a underlying beat to it. Yeah. And but yet it has like a couple of nice little drops in it and stuff like that. It's nice. Yeah. But if you think about it, music I mean this is 2019. Right. So think of music in 1919. They didn't they didn't have stuff to do. Shaster your dad. Because I don't know think I was around back then. <laughs> My dad was not alive. Back no, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Pop. Didn't mean it that way. Oh my god! But no, like my dad. My dad was born in 1945. 
I mean, he's getting old. He's in his 70s. Wow, really? Yeah, 1945. So, Did um, they have music back in 1990? Okay, so they had dude, stuff. Dude, yes. I mean, Mozart composed music in the 1800s. Okay, okay. So, so okay, come on. Okay. I mean, we're talking about a kid who was a, a genius. I sounded really and, ignorant there. I'm sorry. And he constructed all these concertos at a young age. Beethoven was blind and deaf, right? Um, I don't know if he was blind. I think he was blind and deaf. It could be. It could be. Can you imagine, like, if his music, the way it sounds, that's not what he meant? Or that's not what he wanted it to sound like? Yeah. But it's still amazing music yeah. to this day. Well, on the flip, think of it this way. Let's say that, uh, you know, like me being colorblind, I, I could look over and see that red jacket over there. It's I, purple. I know it's red. But the <laughs> color I see could be completely different from what you see, but it's just because of what I've learned it to be. Well, we, we, all, we all see differently, too. But what about our sounds? You know, maybe that's part of the ASMR thing. Is oh, okay. For you... That certain tone, um, okay, I, I know I'm stopping this thought here, but I'm actually going to reach out on something and tie it together. Uh, a friend of mine um, has a disorder where when he hears certain sounds, he can actually see it. Like when he That's hears, trippy. When he hears a number, he says that on the right, <laughs> not that kind of trippy. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> He's, he sees like a certain color. On the right side of his vision, like it just appears. It when somebody says a specific phrase or something, he says he can see something on the right side of his eye. It's like a flash of color, and then sometimes when he plays his guitar, he hits a tone just right. He said he can taste it, dude. But but what about what about you know you know how like when you're exhilarated and maybe you're going down a roller coaster or something right. and you get like chills goosebumps goosebumps what goose if goose pimples as the british say yeah goose pimples what if what if certain sounds could could trigger an internal feeling and again i'm not talking about sexual things i mean but something even if you are it's okay yeah but i'm i'm saying if what if it was one of those things where mozart when he played his music, was having the symphony in his vision. That's cool. And like that'd be cool. It's like ELO, the Electric Light Orchestra. I mean, here's Beethoven, and he can't hear a thing, but his ears are receiving it and translating it into sight. Wouldn't that have been amazing if that's, that's how he cool. did that? That's pretty cool. It's like all I was doing is making the pretty colors dance. You, you know? ever seen? You ever seen those videos where it's like? It, the video starts off and it's just like a black screen and then like music starts playing and like these different lights oh yeah yeah pop up and then it's like rhythms and stuff It'd be kind of cool if you can like immerse yourself into that like in like a suit yeah kinda like we talked about last week like a VR suit and you can experience the sound and visually as well yeah be kind of cool that would be cool you That'd know cool. unboxing therapy did that thing with that backpack that you wear and it's part of your headset and it's like it, it it does this thing where I don't know if it's on your chest or it's I haven't on your seen back. that one. And I I follow yeah I follow that, it's, that it's been it's been a while ago. What's the guy's name again? I can't rem- I don't remember his name at all. It's not Stuart, but Jack's it, the camera guy, right? He talks about Jack all the time. But so you can he said you can feel it like in your chest, and he said it really changes the way you hear the music. Maybe I do remember that. And I, I was just I thinking remember. about how crazy it would be. To not just hear the music. I mean, you can sit in a car that's got like a souped-up stereo, right? 
and you can rattle the windows and you can feel it from head to toe. But to wear something portable and take it with you and only you feel it, that'd be kind of that'd be kind of crazy. Well, I had a friend of mine that had a pretty good sound system in his car and uh, in his truck. I mean, it would it would rattle the bones. Oh yeah, in you, man. You can really feel it. I mean, it, it to the point where your eyeballs would would it blur your would, vision. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. crazy. Lewis Hilstinger. Oh, it's Lewis. That's Lewis. right. Lewis. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard his last name. Whoa. What? He's got a dual screen smartphone with a screen on the back and on the front. Ooh. Now that's an idea. Am I following this guy? I am not. Whoa. What's the matter with you? (laughs) Mistake. Mistake was made. Mistakes were made. Oh, man. What the heck is this? It's a lightning case for your iPhone, but the sides light up. Ooh, that's kind of cool. Does it huh. show like the level of charge? No, that'd be cool. That that'd be a cool feature too. Yeah. No, the smartphone's crazy, man. Really? What is yeah, it? Yeah, it's a Nubia. It says a uh, Nubia. Nubia smartphone from Nubia. Bezelless six point two inch LCD on the front. On the back, it's got a five point one inch OLED. Ooh. So what's this front screen? Is it just LED? Yeah. Or so, LCD, whatever it was. Whatever whatever I said. 60 so megapixel camera, one's a 24 megapixel camera, no selfie cam because you don't need it. Right. Because it's either side. Dual fingerprint sensors. Oh, I wonder if it's like front and back. This came out in November. How did is I miss it, this? Is it front and back? Yes. No way. So you have a screen on the front and then you flip it around and there's a screen on the back. Dude, now I would love that because you know how you know how people are wanting to customize their phones so much with cases? Could you imagine on the back of your phone when you're when you're doing your business on the one side, the back side could have like your logo like what's in your podcast. I honestly think though that this thing I don't I think it it activates when you flip it. Right, but I mean whatever's facing active. whatever's facing away from you, it could be whatever screen you want it to be. It's got sensors on the side for you to flip it. So when you're ready to flip, you just squeeze the phone and it goes on back to the other side. That's awesome. At least that's what I see. Yeah. That's cool, though. Yeah, that's know. pretty neat. Yeah, if you, guys, neat. if you guys want to check out what we're talking about, Unbox Therapy, go check out that video on his, uh, his channel. It's pretty awesome stuff. Back in November, though, but still. Yeah, you, still you don't, you'll, pretty you'll awesome tech. It. Pretty awesome tech. You see what Apple was doing? With what? With that whole FaceTime scam. No. Remember that? No, what? what? Oh, Apple? I, I showed you this. Apple in a scam? Oh, okay. With the whole... Okay, so Apple uh-huh. had a bug in their group FaceTime. Yeah, you told me about this. Where they were... If you make a FaceTime group call, it would automatically pick up on other people on the other side. So even if they haven't picked up, you can still see or hear... Wow. Whatever they were doing. That's a huge slip up on Apple. I honestly think that they did that on purpose just so people can start using it more. And then they cut it off, so to speak. So you can't do it right now until they update it. But I think they're doing it because when it does update and they're like, hey, guys, it's working. People can start using it more. So you think they did it to... Because think about it. It's been out for a while. Like right. that whole group FaceTime thing has been out on that new update. And then just now there's a bug that everyone's freaking out about. 
And now it's like, oh, wait a couple of days until we fix it. And then like, oh, by the way, it's fixed. And now they're going to have this influx of people doing it. Because I guarantee you it wasn't being done or it wasn't being used as often. And I was like, okay, we, we brought out this really cool so, idea. So you're you're saying you think that they, they did a own little publicity stunt. Why not? I mean, any publicity is good publicity. I guess. Right? Their, I mean, their numbers are still up. They're still selling phones. They're still making billions of dollars. Shoot, yeah. Well, their company's worth like a trillion dollars now. Yeah, something like so that. So I guarantee you, when that thing launches, I'm, I mean, I when, so when I when I heard the scam, I tried it. I was like, well, let me see if this works. Let me see if this yeah, works. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and it didn't work, so because they shut it down. But I guarantee you, when that thing, when that thing comes back up and says, "Hey, we fixed it," I'm gonna try it. Right. Well, I got a question. How many people can you group message? I don't to? know. I have no idea. We need to test that. I mean, we did four, and it, and it seemed to connect. Yeah. And I think we did it one time on accident, and I think I think my wife picked up or made a f- FaceTime call, and I picked up. I think I, think I picked I up. I think you did, too. Yeah. Your wife didn't. I think she was on her job at the time. Yeah, she, she totally screwed that up. But um, <laughs> Yeah, or she totally messed that up. But yeah, either way, I, I honestly think they did that on purpose. Uh, it could very well be. And like you said, it's all... It's all Alleged, hearsay. Alleged. Allegedly. You know? Allegedly. <laughs> they did this. It's not like it's been a crime or anything. I don't know. It's just weird. I'm like, that stuff works. And like, I was telling your story the other day. I, I, I was freaking out. I called you about it. I was like, dude, I'm sitting at the dinner table with like, you know, my, my friends and you know close friends and family from the other side of the state. We're just sitting there and we're talking about nothing related to what I was going to oh, bring up. Yeah, yeah. But we start talking, and his kid comes over. My my son, my brother in law's kid comes over. He's like, "Hey, dad, can I can I buy this? Can I get this uh, this gem package?" And his dad's like, "No, it's like a hundred bucks. You're crazy." The kid's like seven. Then his daughter's like, "Well, can I get this?" And she's and then his wife was like, "No, it's like eight dollars a week. I'm not paying for that." Right. And that immediately brought a story in my mind. I was like, "Hey, I'm, there's a video on on YouTube of Jack Black's kid. He had an interview with Jimmy Fallon. Jack Black's kid." Racked up like a $1,500 iTunes bill because he was just buying gems on this game. Right. I go home that night, and all of a sudden, that video pops up in my in my trending feed. That's insane. How does that happen? Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't looking at Jack Black videos. I mean, I don't think Jack Black's been... I don't think he's done anything recently. But how does that video just randomly pop up in my feed? Oh well, yeah, it makes you it makes you wonder. It really makes yeah. me wonder that these devices are, are listening. Can you imagine? Okay, so I'm sitting there and I'm saying, "Hey, there's a YouTube video of Jack Black." You know what I'm saying? And all of a sudden it comes up. I'm telling you these devices are listening for keywords and I think it heard YouTube Jack Black interviews Jimmy Fallon, Kid Spencer, like whatever. And it was like, "Oh, that's an actual. Boom. That's an actual thing. That's an actual thing. Because yeah. I'm, dude. I'm telling you, these devices are smarter than we think. Right. They're listening. Right. Right now, your we, Alexa is listening. Probably. Right. And I think we touched on this in our original, original, our podcast. original podcast episode. If you yeah. guys want to listen to it, you got to get us to a thousand listens. So that's make right. sure you like, share, and subscribe to on Twitter and Facebook at What's in Your Pod. But if you guys want to hear that, if we can get to a thousand yes. listens. We will launch that. But, yeah, it's the but same I'm thing. Gonna, I'm going to touch on that. You know, they said that Alexa will listen in when they 
it senses distress. And I, I looked it up. I can't remember the exact wordage, but it's basically anything that could possibly be related to domestic abuse. Like, I'm going to kill you, yeah, you that, stupid. Yeah. Right, so right now you're probably triggering my That's Alexa to, to record that. To, to, so in, in future cases, that can actually be used in a court case. As, but does that does that infringe on on my privacy? Well, I think when it comes to your terms and conditions, when you log in, it will say those specific things in there. Now that I haven't verified, but I mean, when was the last time you had a user in agreement that, that I actually just, read that you just scrolled to the bottom and accepted all the time? I don't read that. That yeah, because their lawyers make those things almost twenty pages long with double talk style wordage and and they word things in such a way that it leaves no question what their intent is now i'm not saying that they have an intent but if they if you agree then basically certain things that fall under a category of something i'm pretty sure go ahead then then they're going to be like you agreed to it i i think there's people out there who are smarter than we are that read those agreements and look for stuff like that so that's why I'm like, I don't care. I'll just score down to the bottom. I got nothing to hide. Right, yeah. But still, it's just it's a little weird that that happened to me. Yeah. And yeah. that and that just that blew my mind. I'm like, I never and like in the first episode we talked about how I would look up certain things and then they would pop up in my ads, but I wasn't this just came out of the blue, man. Right, yeah. It was just it freaked me out. Did you hear what happened now with the whole twenty three and me dot com thing? Okay, what you know the that? website where it's it's like your DNA testing thing. Oh no no no! What? So you like you you swab your mouth, uh-huh. you put it in the tube, yeah. you send it off. They read your DNA and they tell you where you came from. Right. Either I'm not sure how it happened, or if it already happened. I, I got to look into it. But what I did read was that now the FBI wants to get access to all those Ooh. DNA records so they can cross those DNA records with what's in their DNA database so they can find murderers and serial killers and people who've done crimes like cold cases and stuff like right that. now but they did what if, i think they did it once but then it's like okay well now you're searching for everybody or have access to everybody. or have access to everybody so right. where's my privacy lie with 23andme or what any of these dna testing sites also also think of this what if what if the fbi goes to apple and samsung and says we want the data for the contacts related to the thumbprint or fingerprint. Could you imagine how many serial killers out there use their thumbprint to lock their phone? I'm okay with them doing that, but I guarantee you it doesn't stop there. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. They're not honest. Like I'm 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 being honest. <laughs> There's no way that the FBI is like, oh yeah, we're just gonna look at the fingerprints and we're just gonna cross over the right. There's no way. They're gonna use yeah. that for way more. Because once they well, well, DNA is one thing. But the problem is is then you get into this point where the DNA is like, okay, you aren't a serial killer, but you one of your relatives is because all of these match a sibling or a father DNA profile match. You know, your genetics, you can compare a son's DNA to his father's DNA. You can compare a daughter's to her mother's, those kind of things. But that stuff's not even legit, though. Like, you saw what they did. They had these twin sisters take the same test, this DNA test. And they both got, they both got two different results. 
I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, I do know that there are there are people that are abnormal where like you can you can be your own twin. Literally when you're in the womb, your your embryos the, your cells split and then merged. Like literally you can have two different blood types in the same person. Is that where multiple personality disorder yeah, can come from? I don't from? I don't think that's where that <clears throat> comes from, but it's because you actually have two different DNA. Yeah, so I think it's called chimerism. Yeah, and it's real. I found a, an article on Life Science. It says this woman is her own twin. Her own twin. I wonder if I saw that exact same article. Taylor Mole has a condition called chimerism, meaning she has two sets of DNA. The condition gave rise or rise to what appears to be a large birthmark on her torso, even when she was a baby. Wow. She is literally her own twin. Right. Dude, that's weird. Yeah. Well, have you ever seen those pets <clears throat> that like have a very distinctive line on their face and like one side's got a blue eye and the other side's got a green eye? Yeah, yeah. It's I think it's that kind of thing. The rare condition can happen during fetal development. In Mole's case, she had a fraternal twin that she absorbed in the womb. Mmm, delicious. Dude, that <laughs> is freaky, man. Yeah, so... Ugh. Is so, it like those people that have like those conjoined twins? Is that kind of what happens? Like the, the embryo separates and it just doesn't fully well, like separate? A, con- a conjoined twin is where it doesn't fully absorb. So so part of it's still there. But conjoined literally means you grow together in a in a not-so-ideal way. Crazy. In cases in which there are different sets of sex chromosomes, XX and XY, a person's internal and external genital can be affected. For example, this could result in ambiguous genitalia. Right. Hmm. That'd be weird. That would be weird. It's just one of those things where if, if it happens, it happens. And there's not much you can do about it. Can you imagine going your whole life and get a DNA test done? And then you get your blood tested somewhere, and they're like, wait a minute, this does not match your DNA profile. You're not this person. You're like, what the heck? And then come to find out, oh, wait, are you one of these people in this very, very rare category? So I'm wondering if that one thing that that girl did was part of that. Like something, maybe they were triplets, and one of them absorbed the other one. I ate my brother in the wound. <laughs> That's just weird, man. Yeah, it's crazy. But, you know, getting back to what the, what brought this on was should the government be allowed to do that or have access to that? Like you said, the idea of being able to, to help out, find, you know, bad people, basically, and bring closure to those families that have suffered because of stuff. I mean, I think that would be great, but... But then, like you said, where where, did, where would it stop? What lines would be crossed in the pursuit of justice kind of thing, you know? Look, Family Tree DNA, a prominent consumer DNA testing company, will share data with federal law enforcement. That means investigators have access to genetic information linked to hundreds of millions of people. That's insane. So it's happening. It, it is happening? It is happening. Okay. Oh. What? They have two million generic... Genetic profiles. Right. Concerns about unfettered access to genetic information gathered by testing companies have swelled since April. This is the LA Times, by the way. Okay. The latest arrangement marks the first time a commercial testing company has voluntarily given law enforcement access to private user data. 
Well, see, that doesn't sound right. Why are they? That's what I'm. Unless, I don't like we said, it was in their agreement that in cases where it might involve police, you know, that you basically allow it and you don't ever sit down and read that. Family Tree DNA said that law enforcement may not freely browse genetic data, but rather have has access only to the same information any user might. Now that I don't mind. Last summer, Family Tree DNA was on a list of consumer genetic testing companies that agreed to a suit of voluntary privacy guidelines, but as of Friday morning, it had been crossed off the list. The deal between Family Tree DNA and the FBI is deeply flawed, said John Verdi, who's vice president of policy at the Future of Privacy Forum, which maintains the list. Some in the field have begun arguing that a universal government-controlled database may be better for privacy than allowing law enforcement to gain access to consumer information. Uh, Okay, maybe. Well, look at it this way. If you know exactly what your information is, then if you know that that's all that they can see, you know, let's let's say this. Let's say that online you have a public profile. Okay, you have a public uh-huh. profile, uh-huh. so you're going to put all of your DNA stuff on your public well, profile. Okay, yeah. Then if you allow the police to see that, I'm cool with that. But if I've got all my extra detail on there, like I don't want yeah. everybody knowing, yeah. then yeah, keep that private. Since allow the, me the the option of making it public or not. Since the arrest of the Golden State Killer suspect, more than a dozen other suspects have been apprehended using GED match. Wow. With the doubling of the amount of data that law enforcement can access, those numbers are sure to surge. The real risk is not exposure of info, but that an innocent person could be swept up in a criminal investigation because his or her cousin has taken a DNA test. On the other hand, the more people in the database and the closer the matches, the less chance there is that people will make mistakes. Right. Well, see, that, I, that I'm okay, okay with. Yeah. Because it, people that have never made a mistake... Like not not saying never made a mistake, but like let, let's say this. Let's say you're in the wrong place at the wrong time, like right? Literally, you're okay. I, I I go to a bar, I get in a bar fight, and I get cut. Bl- my blood's on the ground. Twenty minutes later, somebody gets in there and gets shot, and because my blood was there, now all of a sudden they're like, you're linked to something. I'm linked to something, <clears throat> but does but it if mean, you have no priors to anything, exactly. Does that mean I'm a criminal? You know, so it's it's incidental and stuff. Cameras like that. are everywhere now. Well, yeah, that's true. But I mean, just going on the DNA stuff, that would suck to know that <laughs> that you were dragged into a police station. Like your blood was found on the scene. How did you know it's my blood? Because you were on this website and did this DNA test, and that's how we have your DNA. G- what's a DNA test? D DNA DNA test. Okay. DNA test. Excuse me. Just <laughs> Have you done one of those DNA testing things? No, but I did. Um, this is crazy. I did do my own family uh, tree? tree thing. I got back to 1450. That's because you're white. They kept from, all your records. My, I'm from England. My my, my family descent they is very They kept all English. your records. Yeah, we're Hispanic. They didn't care about us. <laughs> they didn't care about us Latinos. They just... Put us on a boat and transferred us to wherever the heck they wanted. I mean this in the nicest way. All they found was the the boat number. That's it. <laughs> That's it. No, no. In, in all honesty, my family was from Durham, England. Okay. And to, for the sake of privacy, I'm not going to say the name, but, but all the way back to the before they started having, um, family, 
first and last names. Right. Like for for instance, John Smith. Right. And you know, John is your first name, right, Smith right. is your last name. It went all the way back to where you are identified by your first name of the manor where you lived. Oh wow. So let's say far. let's say that you're you're John of Northern Ham or, or like, like let's say that yeah let's say that your you. manor was called um, Ford right like like we'll, we'll we'll pick on uh, Henry Ford okay his name would be Henry of Ford Manor I gotcha and then his son would be uh, let's say his son's name we'll just make up a son's name we'll we'll call him um, Chevy. <laughs> Just, just, just for jokes here. Chevy Chase. We'll, we'll call him. We'll call him Chevy, son of Henry of Ford Manor. Jeez. Now, once, once you had too much family for your, then you were just the Fords. Right. right. Then, okay. then they started. Then they started saying, okay, well, England started getting crowded. Yeah. It's an island. Yeah. So then they were like, okay, we gotta, we gotta figure out how do I, my, my, we're nobility. We right. live in this manner. You know, my son should my my great grandson, my my children, they have to be connected to our nobility. So instead of saying it's son of son of son of son of son of of you know, Ford Manor, yeah. Now it's um Henry Ford is the name and the Ford name was of the manor. So that's where that's where all that comes from. I think my mom did the whole thing, and she got as far back to, I think, early 1800s. Mm-hmm. And it was all from, it was mostly Latin American, Central American, so it was Costa Rica, Nicaragua, and Honduran. Right. And then at the very latest, or earliest she got to was all the way to Spain. So that makes sense. Yeah. Now, my grandfather... My real grandfather, um, my grandmother was raped. Oh, no. And that's how my dad came to be. Okay. And then before she gave birth, she married the man that I call my grandfather. Gotcha. And he is from Italy, and he has an Italian last name, but he was born and raised in Puerto Rico. Oh, wow. So my last name is is, is actually Italian, but our actual blood is... Is a hundred percent Latin American. My my grandmother, we traced her ancestry all the way back to Spain. Right. So was my mother's. Um, and obviously my dad's too. So. Yeah, I mean, Latin America. I mean, this you know that whole culture just just came from from Spain. Mm-hmm. But I know the Mexicans kind of came from Aztecs. I mean, they you know that's that's a whole different right different thing. But, um. That's pretty cool, man. I didn't know that. Yeah. And um But see they kept records back in England. Oh, yeah. and, I mean, yeah. I'm not sure about in Spain. I mean, I'm not sure about matadors and I'm pretty sure they were pretty prestigious at the time. Yeah. But I'm not I don't know if their if their records were kept for, for that long. I mean, that was a pretty dark age too, right? And there wasn't yeah. a lot of information no, that was I kept. Mean, there there wasn't a lot, you know, but but like um what's the big uh what's the big Oxford University? Right. Uh, I think Oxford University was actually up and running and having, you know, education in school at, at such an early time that other countries were still still using very primitive means. And I don't mean primitive, just in primitive, but as far as like, 
you know, they they weren't even using horse and buggy kind of stuff. I mean, it was all like all, all on horseback and and stuff like that. So, yeah, it, when you go back, you know, it's amazing what you can find, but it gets to a certain point where the records couldn't be kept anymore or the method of record keeping changed. Like okay. right now, <clears throat> was it the uh, Library of Congress mm-hmm. has every tweet ever tweeted recorded at the Library of Congress. Wow, that's a pretty extensive library. Yeah, and just think of all the stupid duck faces that have made it there. <laughs> oh, boy. But the, but the thing is, is the, the, the measure of record-keeping was never even thought of being that extensive back when they first started keeping I records. I mean, yeah, now, I mean, our great-great-great-great-great-grandkids will be able to listen to this podcast. Exactly. Like, like this is what my you know yeah you know even when even when the first television you know or the the movies with sound like you like I mentioned to you like the old shows like Laurel and Hardy or right the Three Stooges yeah you can see them, you see them on YouTube yeah exactly <clears throat> and those things are being kept alive in ways that we never thought would be possible it's 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 amazing speaking of kids yeah and, you know great 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 kids yeah. You see what Apple was actually doing too, Uh-oh. and Facebook. Another, another Apple. I, actually, I think it was Facebook. Okay. They were paying teenagers for their data. That's that's not cool. Like even young adults, they were paying them twenty dollars a month to have access to their private data, not just their regular, like their regular location and things that you're looking up for, like your searches, but like their own personal data. Okay, so if I like off of the Facebook app, yeah. So like, just like every activity that I'm doing on my phone, right? Searches, videos, things that you were sending your friends. That they, they, they see were, that that to me is an invasion of privacy on my friends' end. Well, I mean, I don't know how that works, but they were paying kids twenty bucks or people twenty dollars a month to have access to this kind of stuff, and then Apple went ahead and banned them. Yeah, I'm doing that. Absolutely. Um, Way to go, Apple. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was right before Facebook was going to announce that they were going to shut it down. Apple's like, "Nope, we're cutting you off." Later. That's, that's. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't. I. I no. Shoot, if I knew my daughter, who is 14, had anything going on like that, you know, I. I don't. I guess there's some kind of age limit they they would have to go but still it's kind of sad that facebook knows more about what your daughter's doing online than you do well it's not just online it's every detail of her phone yeah that's that's a little terrifying it is especially when we're talking about how these things are listening i mean it has to her camera or her microphone what if what if facebook notified me oh by the way you should check in on your daughter i don't i don't want that that would be terrifying to have to have somebody else notify me something bad's going on with your kid. Not that they would ever notify you, though. No. But that t- would, it's like... That would be a little scary. There's no privacy anymore. None. Unless you unplug everything. I don't know, man. One day. <laughs> one day. Maybe we'll, we'll be able to do that, but just not right now. Okay, talking about unplugging everything. Ooh, okay. Okay. How do you think the world would react? Well, let's just say... The United States. Okay. If we had to deal with... with like 200 million people an, or something. An EMP that wiped out all 
electronics. Oh, please. Please. <laughs> but that means we, we can't call anybody. No radio. No radio. Fine, no man. telephones. I'm doing Let's and do it. all circuitry has been completely burned out. It'd be out. chaos. Don't get me wrong. It'd be It'd chaos. Be co- no, complete chaos. No GPS. OnStar. No ATMs either? Nothing. No cash? No, no credit well, card? Cash would be whatever you had. Cash, gold. Yeah. So if you have all your money in the bank and you didn't liquidate it before all the systems went down, you might be stuck with no money. It'd be total chaos, man. Yeah. It'd be a nightmare. Because if you think about it, how much of our lives have been transferred from physical to to virtual it's crazy i mean when you think about like i have a virtual credit card through the cash app right i mean yeah they sent me a physical one not a sponsor (laughs) but before they did i had a virtual credit card i could take that credit card put it in an online page purchase something right with a bank account that Kind of didn't really exist in a real environment somewhere. Remember back in the day, they used to have to transfer money on ships. Oh yeah, because money wasn't digital. Well, Wells Fargo, Wells Fargo. If you trace it back, like their logo is a stagecoach with horses. That's because that's how they transferred. They had a strong box in the back of that stagecoach. And literally, it was it was like built into the stagecoach. If you wanted to rob the money, you had to lift. Uh, like a quarter ton safe that was on the the back of it. Wow. I mean, it was like thick, probably half inch steel back in the day, and that's old cast steel. Yeah. That would have been stupid hard. But but that's the way. Like I you said, just grab money. my lightsaber and just cut, it right, <laughs> cut right through it. If only. But yeah, I mean to to see the dark ages fall instantly. Yeah. That would be crazy. The internet, man just changed everything well and and how okay i'm guilty of this how many times have you stopped and said i want to know something i'm going to google it oh i google everything yeah and so so in in some respects like back when i was a kid if i wanted to know something i had to go to the encyclopedia right and it wasn't even always there what i was looking for right like if i wanted to you know had 26 volumes right we were talking about um like the speed of sound with the oh, stuff yeah. we were talking I asked about earlier. Siri. I was like, hey, Siri, what's the speed of sound? And she told yeah. me. And she told you. 760-something miles an hour. Exactly. So, you know, what would it have taken? Would a encyclopedia have had that back when I was a kid? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, we had at least two or three sets of encyclopedias. I mean, we had a bookshelf dedicated to just encyclopedias. Right, because there was new stuff coming out all the time. That and was it the had, Google. It had to be updated. <clears throat> but then... Encyclopedia Britannica. And they weren't cheap, man. No, no. But it was printed. We, know. You know, a lot of them were printed. They had color and pictures and everything. But then, could you remember when all of that first got put onto CD-ROMs? I remember buying, and this this is showing a little bit of my age here, buying my, my well, I say my, I buy, my parents bought a computer. It was a Packard Bell. <laughs> 33 megahertz. Speed, 33 megahertz, not gigahertz, not okay. 300 megahertz. It's 33 megahertz. Okay. 500, I think it was 500 megabytes of storage. Windows 3.1. Wow. And 
it came with I think literally it was like nine CDs that had um the Encyclopedia Britannica on it in digital. That's crazy. So if if I wanted to search something, I'd type it in and the directory would tell me to insert the proper disk and I put the disk in <laughs> and then it brought up the information. Now I can just ask my phone. I know. And immediately it'll be there. Like 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 for instance, check this out. Hey Siri, what is the speed of light? The speed of light in vacuum, commonly denoted C, is a universal physical constant important in many areas of physics. That's a long-winded response. No, thank you. I like how you asked your iPad and your iPhone answered across the room. <laughs> total fail. I was going to say that was a total fail. Apple fail. <laughs> but anyway, it's the no, idea. I get it. Yeah, it's like immediate response. And I think that in some ways we've we've gotten a little bit too connected and and it's going to it's going to affect us if we ever get unplugged. In in ways that we don't even know yet cuz okay, think about it this way. We could be so attached that we go we could go through withdrawals that we didn't even know we'd go through. I don't know. Like I understand the concept of technology and I understand that it's good. Yeah. But if if I want to go get gas and I don't have cash and I can't swipe my card at the machine and I have to go inside and pay, if I don't have cash, I can't get gas. Yeah. I can't buy groceries. I can't pay my bills. Yeah. So I mean, I haven't handled, I haven't gone to an ATM or to a bank to get anything in, I, I mean, years. I, I don't, I don't carry cash unless, unless I get it cash back or unless I, you know, someone's like, oh, here's some cash. I'm like, well, I can't deposit cash, so I feel like I have to spend it on something, right? Or you, you give have to it to somebody go to the bank else. To do yeah. It, yeah. And now with you know with with cash app, you know, it's just it's just easily transfers. It's yeah. Just, Boom, 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 and then they give you that virtual card. It's just it's so easy now. Like or or Apple Pay, like through Apple or Samsung. Yeah, all that stuff. I, mean, I, I buy apps or I, I reload my Dunkin' card on yeah. by using Apple Pay. <clears throat> well, I I eat at Subway, not a right. sponsor. <laughs> it's an internal. It's a running joke we've got. Um, I eat there pretty much every day, and I have the I have the app. Just don't turn into the, the new Jared man. Oh, no. Okay? Well, I mean, I wouldn't mind losing the weight, but no, no, don't. Let's not go. That there. was the that was the crack. That wasn't the subway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna have that problem. I hope I don't have that problem. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, literally, I could just tap a button, my order comes up, and I've already got the path, payment method saved. It's just a press of a button, and it That's happens. Crazy. It happens. It's crazy. But it used to be, you know, I have to drive there, wait in line, yeah, order it. Give them the money, right, and go. But see, doing it on the app, I'm able to earn earn reward points, and since I eat there so much, I get quite a bit. And then, the, of course, the, the the cash app gives you incentives. Like if you eat at Subway, they'll give you a dollar off. You know, and so it's just stuff like that. You know, well, if you if you use it, it'll benefit you. But but when you think about it, if all that gets taken away. How people are going to be like, man, I can't believe how much time this saved me. But technology is still pretty cool. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Don't I mean, get me pe- wrong. People do some pretty cool stuff with it. Like this guy, and uh, I forgot where he was at. I know it wasn't in the U.S. Um, but he basically made a life-sized RC car. Oh, you, I remember you telling me. About I showed this. you the video. Yes. 
So when whenever I think of RC cars, I thought about what the Mythbusters did, and they put this, you know, they put this big, you know, machine robotic looking thing in the front seat, and it operated the brake and a gas by a sensor and a pedal piston, and then the steering yeah. wheel was moving, and then they had a fail safe here and. And you couldn't drive the car. Right. You couldn't get in it and drive it. All the servos and actuators were were in the seat. seat. Yeah. This guy made his own, um, what's that thing called where the, where all the air houses, all the, all the information, like his own computer kind of thing. Yeah. Like a black box kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's this big black box and it has all the, all the information in it. And then he has these servos. That operate the pedal from behind the dash and the brake from behind the dash and then the shifter from underneath the shifter. And that's pretty much it. And he has a fail safe so that if it loses signal, the car immediately gets off the gas and applies the brakes. Right. But this guy, is, it's, he can literally sit in the in the front seat of his car. And drive it with a remote. And drive it with a remote oh, control. Well, or he can get out yeah. and drive it. And it's not like a Toyota. Right. He has it on a Corvette. Right. I think the video, the thing that caught me was the DeLorean. Because yeah. because it was exactly like in Back to the Future when Doc's driving the car. Well, right. And it wasn't like he had all the stuff in the front seat. Right. And Marty was like, you got the thing hooked up to the... And he starts the engine like yeah. right there. And he's like, I mean, yeah. it's, this, is, this is exactly the same way. He has a box with all the receivers and all the signals in it. Um, and he tells it when to accelerate, when to brake, when to shift into park or drive. He has it all set. Right. I just, that just blew my mind because he did that to his car. Then someone else contacted him and like, hey, I have a DeLorean uh, Back to the Future replica. Oh, I need you to do it to awesome. this. Yeah. I'm like, this thing came to life. And like, he's doing donuts in this, <laughs> in this Corvette. That just blew my mind when I saw that. If you guys want to check it out, the link is on our, uh, is on our Twitter at what's in your pod. But, um, yeah, I, I just thought that was very, very, very cool because I, I was like that kind of. I was like, this guy's my hero. <laughs> he made. I mean, that's that's one of my favorite movies of all time. Is Back to the Future. Oh yeah, such a good, such a good movie. But you know, good movies are probably going to be a subject we have to talk about later because I think I think we're about out of time for today. But uh, do want to thank everybody for hanging out. We uh, we do appreciate all the listens and the follows. Remember, like uh, Haas just said. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook and Twitter at What's in Your Pod, and uh, yeah, check us out because we we do try to keep keep tabs on current events and things that we've talked about, as uh, as well as possible future topics. And so, if you see something that you like or that you want us to take a look at, like I said, hit us up on Twitter or Facebook and leave us a link or a note, and we'll look into it and maybe we'll give you a shout out. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for listening, and everybody have a great one. See you.